The ProAct know-how. Welcome to this live webinar from Product Partnership. We uh, serve clients living and working abroad and relocating overseas. Um, what we are looking at today is the UK tax implications of expats um, with their UK budgets, uh, with the UK budget. So how is it going to affect expats? Expats living in the UK and expats um, uh, living around the world. And there's implications for both uh, groups of people. Uh, and this is what we want to look at. In the current series uh, of, of webinars running through to the end of this uh, 2022, we're looking at residency status. Uh, what, what are the residency implications um, post-Brexit uh, for uh, in the EU and, and in the UK for expats that are living and working uh, abroad. Uh, there's a big wide world out there, uh, which we know, um, and uh, the EU have never got involved in that. The EU has an extra layer of complication, and we're looking at how the changes need to be applied uh, post-Brexit. Uh, we're considering in that series a domicile and non-domicile, uh, EU citizenship against uh, EU residency after citizenship where a UK expat is, is like any other expat from around the world as a non-EU third country citizen. Uh, we're looking at the introduction of uh, electronic travel schemes and arrangements in 2000 and uh, in 2023 by the EU. Uh, and how that's uh, a revision and up, up, upscale of the uh, Schengen Zone uh, uh, agreements. Um, there's 27 members of the EU now. Uh, 26 members are members of 26 countries are members of the Schengen Zone. It's not exactly the EU members. 22 of the current members of the EU are in the Schengen Zone. Uh, but of those, four, four of those that are not have applied to join, and three of those, Romania, Croatia and Bulgaria, close to being uh, brought into the Schengen zone, uh, whereas we're waiting a bit longer for um, uh, Cyprus. Ireland have, have said and currently made no application to join the Schengen zone uh, for a number of different reasons. Uh, but EEA countries, including Iceland, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, and Norway are part of the Schengen zone uh, for uh, visas for travel for non-EU uh, citizens, non-EU citizens. So uh, and, and we're looking at this series about the difference between having a nominal EU citizenship right as opposed to how that's going to impact with, with Schengen visas for third country nationals. Uh, thanks very much for that. I'm looking for a confirmation that uh, my team are with me. They're not really here at the moment, but uh, what to do? Right. In today's webinar, uh, UK tax implications for expats uh, after the UK budget. We've covered now uh, the residency series and, and the, the implications, the broader implications of that. For the rest of this webinar, what we're going to look at is OECD. Uh, UK corporation tax, uh, income tax changes, 
the impact of dividends on expats, capital uh, gains tax changes, property and stamp duty changes, and, and then we'll wrap it all up uh, for, for our clients. Um, what's the OECD got to do with Brexit and what's it got to do with the tax changes that the UK uh, are introducing? Um, the OECD and G20 introduced uh, a set of new rules and um, uh, uh, requirements that they're, that they're being introduced for expats around the world um, in, in the coming years. Now, the, <clears throat> the OECD pillars of uh, uh, change that need to be implemented around the world are gradually being brought in. In the budget, the UK uh, Chancellor confirmed that they're going to do that and have them enforced by the end of 2023. What that means is that UK-based companies will be subject to uh, the OECD rules, which means that the minimum tax a company has to pay is 15%. And, and the... Uh, uh, if they feel that you know that tax is not being paid it can either be charged as a as a local tax to make it up to 15 percent uh, or it could be charged as as a reduction of allowances uh, from uh, invoices that may be coming from an offshore company so this could have quite a, a dramatic impact for expats living and working abroad if you're trading out of a a, a residency a location or a company overseas where you pay no tax the OECD rules will pull you in uh, to assessment and could uh, mean that if you're operating from a UK personal service company or if you've got overseas interests and employees then there could be some additional corporation tax so that in essence the the objective is that the in a digitalized economy moving around the world that all companies uh, I've got the freedom of movement to, to go expat, but there's a minimum level of tax going to be paid at 15%, whether you're based in the Middle East or, or whether you're based in in uh, the UK or, or Europe. Now, some countries will still pay more tax, some will pay less. Uh, and that is is the, the road that's been rolled out uh, in, in the coming years. And the UK have confirmed that they're accepting that from next year. However... These OECD pillars only apply to companies with turnover greater than 750 million. So that's a lot of money, okay? So it's not gonna affect a personal service company. It's not gonna affect a, a small business. It's only gonna affect the really, really big companies. And, uh, you know, good luck with that, uh, Google and Facebook. But the principle is the mechanism is gonna be in the system. The exchange of information has been going on. Once uh, a, a compliant zero sourced uh, expat location for business, it has got that uh, reporting and that exchange of information in place for big companies. It'll also be there for smaller companies. An exchange of information uh, will bring closer scrutiny in, in years ahead. So the tax liability is not there. The exchange of uh, information liabilities coming in uh, for UK-based uh, uh, businesses from uh, the end of next year. Also within the budget, th there is 
some talk, uh, there's some provisions to, to improve the scrutiny of transfer pricing. So again, if you've got um, corporations around the world and you're transferring invoices between the two, it, it then allows for a disallowance of that transfer pricing to invoice out um, profits from one country into another jurisdiction. So it can be a real issue for expats living and working abroad. And so the, the OECD rules are, are quite wide ranging for very large businesses with large turnovers, but the, the learning that will go on will have a greater impact for personal service companies and expats operating companies in a number of different jurisdictions. The next part for me to look at is uh, to look at UK corporation tax. Um, and what I want to do here is, is examine uh, in more detail uh, what the changes mean. So the headline figure is that UK corporation tax has been increased from 19 to 25%. Now, this is a, a provision that's been in place uh, for since the previous April's budget, and it's already in legislation, but then it was proposed to be withdrawn, and now it's been confirmed that it's going ahead. So from the 1st of April 2023, UK companies uh, will pay uh, a corporation tax rate at 25%. However, it's not as bad as that. Um, <clears throat> if your net profit is below £50,000, um, then you'll continue to pay 19%. And then there's tapered <clears throat> relief so that only companies with a net profit over £250,000 will pay the full rate of 25%. So again, the very small businesses, the personal service companies, the contractors, there's effectively no, no tax rate change there. The people under risk, the expats under risk, are those using a UK service company um, <clears throat> and they're doing cross-border invoicing with a second company. So we, we've got transfer pricing from a low tax jurisdiction to take uh, revenue or profit out of the UK company. Those tied to transfer pricing rules or the new OECD pillars could have an impact on what you're doing to enable uh, a tax office to disallow allowances uh, uh, on that transfer pricing. So in summary, uh, a UK company is a low-cost option to run and uh, ProAct, we, we help expats establish UK companies and administer them to operate uh, abroad, uh, living and working abroad. Uh, the very low cost, the tax is still relatively small. It's not zero, but it's a flat rate tax. So if you're in a high tax location with potential liabilities to higher rates of tax, then it limits the amount of tax you're going to pay to 19% up to 50,000, and then it rises beyond that. <clears throat> the, the, the rise up to 25% um, takes place in, in stages up to ter, uh, net profit in excess of uh, uh, um, 250,000 pounds. For more information and guidance on how you may need to refocus and readjust your expat business, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com.
The next big change is into income tax. Now, the income tax changes are, are not much changed today. Um, the, there were some tax increases announced a year ago, and, and then some of them were going to be reduced. And in effect, uh, the, the interim budget has been removed. So the tax increases were going to be applied, have been confirmed. Um, but the the progressive nature of the taxation is that allowances and thresholds have been frozen for uh, a period up to 2028. So there'll be no changes in the personal allowances uh, in the UK during that time. So if you're an expat living working abroad in the UK, then uh, you, you've got, I do use round figures as people who watch our show and subscribe to our YouTube channel know, uh, they've got about 12,500 pounds in the UK they can earn tax free each year before they start paying income tax. Uh, but that, that threshold is being frozen, as is the threshold for 40% uh, uh, tax and a 45% tax. Um, now, the additional rate of tax uh, originally applied over 150,000, but that additional rate of tax of 45% is now reduced down. That's going to apply from 125. Now, this is a big simplification for the UK. So if you earn more than £125,000 in the UK, you'll pay 45% tax on that additional income, or so you think. It's not quite as clear as that, because the Scottish uh, Parliament have got a separate income tax system, and there's a separate additional tax rate on there. So the, the additional tax rate on income doesn't apply to Scottish residents, even though they're UK tax residents. It only applies to people, England, Wales, and, and Northern Ireland. Uh, for more information guidance on that, contact us at productpartnership.com. The, the significant factor though, to remember as well, this in the simplification, is that if your income is above uh, 125,000 pounds, you don't get a personal allowance as well. Uh, so you're now going to jump from uh, 40 to 45 straight away and lose your personal allowance. So the marginal tax increase is quite strong once you get into a six-figure salary in the UK. Now, you can reduce that using a personal service company. Uh, say, uh, up to a 50,000 salary, your flat rate of tax is still 19%. Even at 250,000, your corporation tax rate is still only going to be 25%. So there's, there's still, um, if you can work on a contract basis uh, as an expat in the UK, a potential to earn that extra money. Non-DOMs in the UK already um, could use non-DOM rules. Uh, an expat living and working in the UK that's not from the UK uh, is treated as a non-DOM and their worldwide earnings. Um, <clears throat> doesn't have to suffer from UK tax. So there's, there's a, an opportunity there um, uh, to, to, to reduce the total amount of tax by organising your affairs to earn your money overseas and not remit it into the income if you're not domicile. So you may, for example, have an offshore company. Uh, and if your turnovers are right, you can still take advantage of that 
to to make sure that your earnings are outside the UK and only your UK income is taxed, uh, whether that's property rental earnings uh, or, or, or gains within the UK. So for more information guidance on non-DOM strategies for UK-based ex expats, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com. Um, so if the main brunt, as I see it, on a personal level uh, for, for the budget is that those people that have, that have lived and worked as employees in the UK and, and received subsidies and handouts during the COVID period are now going to have to pay back that additional debt. Um, but that does directly relate to employees and, and the self-employed and, and the earnings from those. So um, for, for expats, uh, the non-DOM rules essentially weren't touched. And if you are living and working abroad outside the UK, then obviously UK rules don't, don't affect you. So for more information and guidance on how the income tax rules will impact you and what your tax return is going to be, uh, especially if you're, you've got non-DOM status or non-residents, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com. The next area I want to look at today in our uh, UK uh, re review of the UK budget and the implications for expats is dividends. Um, <clears throat> there's no increase in the dividend taxes per se. Um, they, they, they have gone up recently, but the allowances have been changed. So there's an additional personal allowance for dividend income, and that is to be reduced in, in the coming years. Um, so from an additional 2,000 allowance for dividend income today, that's been reduced to 1,000 for the next tax year, then 500. So it's quite a significant reduction of 75% in the additional personal allowance um, uh, before you start paying the dividend tax. So the dividend tax is not going up, but the allowances for dividends uh, before your tax is going quite down. So it's a big disincentive for anybody that is working from their own small uh, company as a small medium-sized business or personal service company uh, a dividend strategy um, as losing potentially going to pay um, uh, uh, <clears throat> up to uh, an additional 33% uh, uh, on uh, an extra which would mean an extra £500 tax just from that reduction in dividends over the over the next two two years uh, through to April twenty four. So, for more information, guys, you can maybe change that. Make, do you use an expat strategy, an offshore company uh, to to protect some of your overseas earnings? Uh, contact us at Project Partnership uh, for a free review uh, and guidance. Similarly, capital gains has been attacked. So. Uh, so let's have a look now at capital gains and how capital gains is being impacted. Capital gains has changed quite rapidly in that the allowances are, are going to be reduced dramatically, again by 75% over the next two tax years. But it, and it is literally, um, it's not two tax years, it, it's over 18 months. So from uh, uh, April 23, the current uh, capital gains annual allowance of 12,300 will fall to 6,050%. 
and then from April 24 in 18 months time, 15 months time, falls to another uh, 50% to 3,000 a year. So it, as capital gains goes on your highest marginal rate of tax, uh, that that uh, additional £9,000 of capital gains allowance that's lost could mean as much as £4,500 additional tax uh, just by doing nothing. Uh, so from those capital gains. So if you're holding uh, uh, investments or business shares in the UK, uh, you need to make sure that you use your allowances to maximise your gains and, and minimise your future liability um, uh, from that. If you're a UK expat living and working abroad, you can hold your assets outside the scope of UK capital gains tax assessment. Uh, it, it, do consider that um, it, it, it is quite an issue uh, that nothing was changed uh, but if you're a UK uh, uh, domiciled expat living and working abroad, uh, if you get a capital gain uh, arising in the UK, it is reportable, but there's no tax applied up to five years. So if you remain non-resident for those five years, that capital gains tax it, it, uh, liability falls away in the UK. Now, they haven't attacked that. So that means that if you're an expat, uh, whether you're a UK expat or uh, a, a, a third, somebody from outside the UK in the EU or around the world investing in the UK in business uh, or in investments, you can still potentially get a capital gains uh, tax relief on that, but your assets do uh, become at risk. Uh, the, the, you can hold assets uh, in a different location and change the tax liabilities uh, using a family trust, using a, a family a company or an offshore company as, as a way of reducing the potential liability. Now, it, 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 10, 15 years ago, you might have been able to expect to pay zero tax on, on, on your capital gains or your investments worldwide. And that's not necessarily the case anymore. Uh, the the uh, OECD pillars uh, uh, are looking for larger companies to pay a minimum 15% tax. You can still enjoy a zero tax when you're working remotely or you're working cross-border, um, but the exchange of information and the learning process is changing. So protect your capital, protect your assets in the long term for your family and business. Contact us at productpartnership.com. And there's more on this in our other um, episodes in this uh, series, uh, you can watch them at, at our YouTube channel, so subscribe and, and stay in touch with that. The next area I want to look at is changes. Uh, a, a lot of expats, uh, whether UK expats abroad or, or expats investing into the UK, uh, buy property. Residential property in the UK is 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 a fixed capital gain and it's a fixed uh, 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 income, a uh, property rental income is a fixed income in the UK. So they both fall within UK tax uh, scope. So if you've got a very large property portfolio and you're earning over £125,000, uh, you're straight away you're into 45% tax. Now, there, there is no way to mitigate that 
if your investment asset is in the UK, then that 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 income is arising in there. So for somebody who's got a property portfolio in the UK, uh, there's potentially significant changes for that. If you've got a smaller property portfolio and and your your uh, rental income is below twelve and a half thousand each for say a married couple, then yes, you can still enjoy the personal allowance if you've got no other UK income. Um, so investing in UK property. Uh, can be a tax-efficient income uh, investment income source, um, but it, it, for larger portfolios, it's worth planning ahead. And don't forget that capital gains tax reliefs are being phased out. So if you've got a large portfolio and you're sitting on a capital gains liability, that's that that liability, even if the price doesn't change, is going to go up because your allowances are going to. Uh, um, the capital gains allowances are going to fall quite dramatically in the next 18 months, um, which can make quite a difference. So at the moment, a couple owning a property that sell that UK uh, investment property, a residential investment property, can get, um, and they've got no other UK income, could use their £25,000 personal allowance against uh, any capital gains liability. Um, but from 2024, that sale will only attract uh, a maximum uh, allowance of six thousand, so that's an extra, uh, n nearly an extra twenty thousand uh, pounds of tax liability on capital gains, which could be taxed up to forty-five uh, percent if the the gain in the year is over one hundred twenty-five thousand um, pounds. Again, the UK have changed um, temporarily uh, through to April uh, twenty-three. The personal allowances for um, allowance for stamp duty. So new people buying property in the UK have got an exemption up to um, uh, two hundred fifty thousand of, of stamp duty. Sorry, repeat buyers have got uh, buying a second investment property in the UK can can get an exemption up to two hundred fifty thousand pounds of stamp duty as an individual. Um, first-time buyers can get an exemption of up to 425,000 of stamp duty but that again only runs to March 25 uh, when it might be renewed or it might be withdrawn so uh, investing in the UK property is is being encouraged by the UK uh, authorities now that could mean that it's a good time to sell it could also mean you could make good capital gains in the next few years uh, but offset against that incentive for new people to enter the property market is the reduction in the allowances for the people that get the gains. So the, the investors holding property and, and benefiting from property gains in the next few years will be paying for the incentive for new people to pile into the market and put those prices up. doesn't mean that property is a bad investment for an expat. Um, uh, UK property has been a, a good investment for very many years uh, so contemplate that and, and uh, see how best to organise your portfolio of property uh, stamp duty applies uh, whenever you transfer your property uh, whether you if, if you transfer into a family trust or into a, 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 a company you'll still have the stamp duty to be applied so you can't avoid it it per se so the time to plan ahead as an expat 
when you, you're buying and, and selling UK residential property is when you make that purchase arrangement. Uh, so for expatriate advice, contact us at productpartnership.com. It's the sort of advice we can give you online uh, with your um, uh, advisors in the UK uh, about how to plan uh, to, to protect your family against that future capital gains liability. Um, the, the other tax uh, I didn't mention in my initial uh, introduction is let's have a look at inheritance tax. Inheritance tax effectively there's no change. But what that means is that the allowances are fixed. So with the, the, the average property prices in the UK are almost now the same as a personal allowance. And, and there's big reliefs for a family, but the, the allowances um, are, are being fixed and frozen um, again in, in the coming years for the, for, for the next five-year period. What that means is there's a creeping 40% inheritance tax liability that can be applied to estates. It's the fastest rising tax in the UK. And every day we're getting more and more expats that are finding themselves uh, emerged in, in UK uh, a, a inheritance tax complications when family uh, or uh, uh, parents, grandparents, uh, partners uh, die and they're left holding as an individual assets in the UK, uh, which are then subject to um, uh, inheritance tax uh, assessment. Uh, even a premium bond holding could uh, enforce an inheritance tax assessment, which would then potentially have a scope of your worldwide earnings. Uh, but even if it's in the UK, uh, if, if you've got a significant property liability, that inheritance tax liability is still with you and follows you even after you, you've left the UK, because inheritance tax is charged on domicile status. So again, look at our residency series um, uh, on, on our YouTube channel, subscribe and look at a bit, bit more. Inheritance tax is charged on domicile. So technically when you die, exchange of information or uh, uh, freeing up assets means a tax clearance in the UK will, will lead to an assessment for that inheritance tax liability uh, around the world. So uh, let me go to my summary now uh, of, of our webinar today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we did a summary of our residency series and the reasons for that uh, to prelude the uh, uh, today's webinar where the topic was UK uh, tax implications for expats of the UK budget in the autumn of 2022. We've looked at um, that they've confirmed the changes of the OECD rules. Uh, and although that impacts big business from 2023, it means that there's going to be uh, a, a, a capacity inbuilt into the tax system to exchange information and make sure that minimum tax uh, and uh, is charged either by an additional tax charge in the UK or uh, 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 not allowing allowances to be applied uh, uh, and hence increasing net net profits. We looked at UK corporation tax. Uh, headline figure is that corporation tax for UK company is going up from 19 to 25% from the 1st of April 23. However, uh, Net profits below 50,000 stay at 19%. So there's still an opportunity 
to use the UK as a personal service company and still retain a flat rate of 19% tax on the overall income as an expat living and working abroad. Even so, a flat rate of 25% may still be preferable uh, to the uh, 45% uh, tax rate for higher rate taxpayers, additional rate taxpayers in the UK. Uh, we looked at the changes to income tax. Uh, the big change is the simplification, which means that at 125,000, you're on to 45% tax. And you're losing your personal allowance and you're jumping from 40 to 45% tax on, on your income, dividends and savings in the whole of the UK. Have it in mind, if you're a Scottish tax resident, the, the additional tax rate doesn't apply. There's a, a separate Scottish tax that applies to that. Uh, so many expats are going to be brought into the net uh, for that. And, and um, the marginal rate of tax with the loss of the personal allowance, the jump to 45% could mean a, a big jump in tax. So if you've got business or uh, property or investments based in the UK as an expat, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com to review how we can help and guide you, organise your uh, uh, capital, family, and business uh, more tax for more tax savings. Uh, we then looked at uh, dividend income to say that that there's an additional personal allowance for dividend income, and that's going to be slashed uh, by seventy five percent in the next two budget periods. So we're talking about a period between uh, the end of twenty two to April twenty four. The 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 allowances, the additional allowance for dividend tax it is going to be reduced by 75%, which could mean an, an additional tax by doing nothing, using a dividend strategy uh, for paying your salary could mean as much as a four or five hundred pounds of extra tax uh, if you take no action. We looked at capital gains. Again, the, the allowances are being cut in half and then half again, 75% reduction in the, the allowance of capital gains. So if you're a crypto investor uh, or, or you're selling a business or shares or, or, or commercial property, uh, your, your capital gains liability is, is going to go up even if you do nothing. So the capital gains allowance is being reduced by £9,000, which again is about four to £5,000 worth of additional capital gains tax if you take no action to protect your capital, family and business from, from the, the, the UK changes as an expat. With property, uh, things are largely unchanged, except that stamp duty allowances have been inflated for first time buyers and for uh, new buyers. So there's no stamp duty supplied uh, on a temporary basis up to 2025 on £250,000 purchases. But that inflates the, the demand for properties uh, below uh, um, in, in the UK market and should uh, act as a catalyst to push up prices uh, in, 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 in the UK uh, and lead to more capital gains. So the capital gains allowance is going down. Uh, the demand for property is being stoked up. And so it could be good property profits in the next year or two, uh, but it'd be a tax bill that's payable in the UK. A plan ahead to protect your capital in your family and business property. Uh, contact us at productpartnership.com.
um, the OECD changes uh, are very large companies, but it doesn't mean that 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 the the new ways of holding that information um, and that exchange of information that will go on uh, to allow transfer um, tightening of transfer pricing rules to make sure that. Um, companies pay an additional rate of tax so that pay a minimum 15% tax and also to make sure that allowances can be limited uh, if if it's felt that, uh, that there's too much of a tax avoidance uh, issue going on. So it's to increase the total amount of corporate tax that's going to be paid. So if you're operating a personal service company, working remotely, working as a nomad, there's changes to be made, whether UK expat living and working abroad or you're an expat working in the UK, to review and reorganize your affairs, Project offer you a free review. So contact us at our website at projectpartnership.com. Uh, contact us and you know, either chat to us or organize a free review online, and we can help and guide you about how we can help you um, adapt uh, your tax residency and your residency uh, changes with Brexit and with the UK budget in the autumn of 2022. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again next time where we follow through uh, with our residency series. Thank you. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.